a strong chin, being able to take a shot and keep going. It's a point of pride to many a fighter. To the biggest star in MMA history, it's the only thing that counts, as Conor McGregor considers knockouts the only true wins and losses. But what does it actually mean to have an iron jaw? <laughs> Who has had their chin checked the most and come out unscathed? How would you even go about measuring something like that? You'd probably have to gather data on every blow in every single fight since 1993. And who in the world would do something so ridiculous? This is gonna take a while. I'm Tommy from MMA On Point, and we're about to find out who has the strongest chin in UFC history. Okay, so right out of the gate, why UFC history? Why not MMA history? Well, because we don't have very consistent data on all of MMA history. But what we do have is a very accurate and detailed database of every single punch, kick, knee, and elbow from every single UFC bout ever on the official UFC stats website, gathered by what was formerly Fightmetric. So the first step in finding the strongest chin in UFC history was to find out who is eligible to participate. And to do that, we simply needed to grab the data on every single fighter who was ever competed in the promotion. No big task, right? That should maybe take a couple minutes. After literal months of trying to find the best way to do exactly that, we finally had our eligible chins. 2,225 fighters who, at the time of data gathering in early 2022, had at least a single fight in the UFC. Great, but might we be able to narrow that down a bit? That's a whole bunch of data to go through. Well, a very simple method of eliminating fighters without even needing to dive that deep is to remove any that have ever lost via KOTKO in the UFC. After all, this is about finding the the strongest chin. So surely the fighter that belongs at the top would never have lost a fight via this method. Exceptions to body blows aside, of course. That got us down to 967 fighters. So we were getting somewhere, but that's still a whole bunch, which got us thinking, how might we further be able to eliminate some from the strongest chin eligibility? The solution was knockdowns. KDs are officially measured by the UFC on a bout-by-bout -bout basis. If we could comb through 967 fighters' fights to determine who had ever been knocked down, that would eliminate them from the running as well because surely the strongest chin would not only have never been KO'd, but also never knocked down. Now we were at 720 fighters who had never been KO'd or knocked down. Great, but that's still a whole bunch of data to sift through, and while I'm insane, I'm not that crazy. So next, we eliminated any fighter who didn't have at least five bouts in the UFC. You're probably wondering why five? Why that number? Several reasons, one of them being that the UFC and their official record keeping only make eligible in almost all categories fighters who have had at least five five bouts with them. If not, your totals can't be counted towards the most takedowns or the greatest win percentage. And it makes sense because chances are for the overall numbers, nobody with less than five fights would have totals that would warrant inclusion. And for a percentage-based record like takedown defense, you'd have every rando ever who stuffed one takedown in one UFC fight atop the leaderboard. And since the most effective way to measure the strongest chin will be looking at volume of strikes those chins have been tested with, it was a pretty safe bet that nobody at the top of our 720 fighters would have less than five bouts. That got us down to 157 fighters. That is a manageable number, but we could do even better. Since strikes absorbed were going to be a key factor, in determining the chins that have been tested the most and come out unscathed, we eliminated anybody who hadn't seen at least 200 significant strikes absorbed in their UFC career. Again, you're probably asking why that number? Because two-thirds of all fighters who have ever competed in the promotion have been hit with at least 200 strikes. So it's a similar logic to the five-fight rule. Eliminating the bottom third only ensures 
is that we're going to get to the top fighters faster. Nobody who's only taken 199 strikes or less could be even close to the top of our list. In fact, this stipulation only got rid of 44 fighters, but we finally had our group of strongest chins. 112 fighters who had never been KO'd, never knocked down, had at least five UFC fights, and over the course of them had taken at least 200 significant strikes. That term, by the way, significant strikes, what does that actually mean? I know you've heard it a million times, but do you know how they come up with which strikes are significant and which are not? I didn't know before we did the research for this piece. Is it just a subjective thing? Who watches the Watchmen, am I right? It was actually way more simple than I thought it was going to be, and probably more inclusive than you would imagine. A significant strike is all strikes from distance. Jabs, straights, hooks. If it's thrown from distance, it is a significant strike. They also count what they call power strikes from the clinch and on the ground. Obviously, that's a bit more subjective, but probably a lot easier to consider when a punch is thrown from a spot that couldn't generate a lot of power. You know the ones I'm talking about, where they're really just annoying their opponent more than anything. Alright, so now that we have our 112 eligible fighters, and we know what a significant strike is, this should be simple, right? Just add up all these significant strikes absorbed by every fighter, and whoever's been hit the most is clearly the winner. Unfortunately, it's not gonna be that easy. For one, that stat, significant strikes, it counts all strikes to all parts of the body that fall into the category. And even though you would think the majority of them would be to the head, it's not always the case. So we had to go through all the fighters' bout data pages and pull the significant head strikes absorbed stat, then add them all together to get their career total. Boom shakalaka, we finally had the data we needed. 112 fighters who had never been KO'd, never knocked down, and we knew every single time they'd been hit in the face with a strike that had the potential to put them on the canvas. But measuring the volume of those strikes alone, that's not going to give us our answer either, because not all significant strikes are created equal. I would imagine 100 punches from Francis Ngannou have a stronger likelihood of KOing an opponent than 100 punches from a flyweight on the prelims. So to confirm our suspicions, we went back and looked at every single fight in every division that ended via KOTKO versus all other methods of victory to see if there was a difference depending on weight. And as you might have guessed, of course there's a difference. As you can see here, each division down from heavyweight has less and less finishes via KOTKO. So we couldn't just give somebody a bantamweight that's been punched 10,000 times the strongest chin ever crown because their opponent likely didn't have the same ability to truly test their jaw as others. The solution is to go division by division and tell you who is the strongest and most notable before making a few subjective conclusions on who really is the best. We're finally here. Let's start with the smallest of fighters, the strawweights, who only have KOTKO finishes 11% of the time. Random Marcos topped the list with 462 absorbed significant head strikes, the next closest fighter being a lot further down, but her competition was not very prolific when it came to knockdowns and knockouts. So 115 strongest chin is Tisha Torres. In her 14 UFC fights, she's amassed 325 shots to the head and has fought all the best strikers that division has ever seen. She's nowhere near the top overall, but she deserves credit for the strawweights. At flyweight on the men's side, a pretty clear top jaw was Tim Elliott, who over the course of his two runs amassed 348 chin checks, the next closest had 100 less, and his opponents had a combined 50 knockdowns and 25 KO TKOs. Very clearly the best at 125 is Tim Elliott. On the women's side, it's way closer at the top. All five of these women deserve recognition here. If you're curious about Valentina, she does apply for this list, but has only taken 116 shots to the face. The champ doesn't really get hit that much. At Bantamweight, we had an insane disparity. By a margin of nearly 300 strikes, Pedro Munoz was the number one chin, having taken 809 shots without a knockdown or getting finished. That's the second most of all 112 fighters. Where he stands overall, though, subjectively is tough because Bantamweight isn't exactly KO central, even if he has fought plenty of hitters, as Nick Diaz would say. On the women's side, while Jessica Rose Clark has actually amassed the most in her three-divisional fights at 145 significant head strikes absorbed, I think it's safer to give the crown to Juliana Pena, who 
yes, took 24 less, but, well, that brawl with Amanda Nunes should give her the top spot alone. We move on to Featherweight, and oh man, the best is blessed, baby. Forget the division, Max has taken the most significant strikes and the most head strikes in UFC history, period. 1,110 to the head. It is really hard to argue that Max doesn't have the most tested and durable chin the sport has ever seen. His opponents have also been no joke with a combined 108 knockdowns and 70 KO TKOs over the course of their UFC careers. The only thing that might be holding him back is that he fights at 145 pounds, but we'll get there when we get there in our conclusions. Felicia Spencer's the only female fighter at this weight to qualify for our list in her essentially non-existent division. But given that she threw down with Cyborg and Nunez while taking 213 significant head strikes, she deserves the title of strongest chin that division has ever seen. Actually, she's top female all time. We've got an unlikely winner at lightweight, but it's a division that's seen a lot of chins thoroughly tested and all the best get broken. Drew Dober, though, and his 17 UFC bouts, he's taken 414 on the chin, and that's over 100 more than the next closest guy. So it's kind of hard to argue against him, even if his opponents haven't had an insane number of knockdowns or knockouts. Habib is obviously the most prominent name to make the top 10, but at 167 head strikes, he's not exactly near the top overall. At welterweight, I can already tell this is going to get some people fired up, we have at the very top the current 170-pound king, Kamaru Usman. Again, like Dober, it's not even close. He's been hit with 388 significant head strikes over 15 fights, and the next nearest is 233, that's 155 less. The knock on Usman would be that he's not fought a ton of guys with a ton of UFC finishes, and a lot of those strikes have come from Colby Covington, who again, doesn't have a lot of stops. But let's not forget he also fought some serious competition like Jorge Masvidal and Gilbert Burns, who nearly knocked him down in their fight. He certainly isn't in the argument for the strongest chin in UFC history, but he's doing damn well at welterweight. All right, it's time to start hitting the big ones. 40% of middleweight fights end via KO TKO, and it's only gonna go up from there when we move to 205 and then heavyweight. At 185 pounds, we have a situation a bit like we did at strawweight. Marvin Vittori has technically earned the top spot. He's taken 376 significant head strikes, giving him a 43 blow lead on Adesanya. But the thing about that is, when you look at who has punched these two men, Vittori's opponents in 12 fights have had a combined 26 knockdowns and 20 KO TKOs in the UFC, while Izzy's have had 67 knockdowns and 43 knockout finishes. That's a huge difference, and I would tend to give Adesanya that top spot. I know he's been KO'd in kickboxing, but as far as his MMA career goes, the man's been hit by some hitters and he's not seen the canvas. All right, 205 pounds. 43% of all fights in the division end via KO TKO. But did you have any doubt who would be the top guy here? And another division where it's not even close? I'm talking about John Jones, the greatest light heavyweight ever. Over his 22 fights, he's been hit in the face with a significant strike 360 times from opponents with a combined 115 knockdowns and 96 KO TKOs in the UFC. That is the toughest competition of all 112 fighters. That's really hard to argue with, especially when you consider the next closest at 205 has been hit 159 times less and hasn't fought anywhere near John's level. Phil Davis is of note, but with half the strikes JBJ's taken, he's not even in the conversation. And finally, on to heavyweights. You're going to be disappointed, though, I promise you. The division sees fights end via KO TKO at a rate of 55%, and much like 205, there aren't a ton of guys who can say they've taken more than 200 shots without being dropped. 
Your number one stunner by the numbers is Carlos Felipe with 281. But in his five fights, his opponents haven't exactly been KO artists. And while some credit deserves to go to him and Ivanov, I think it's pretty spectacular to see Gan and Nganu as two of the only five on here. Of course, the current champ has fought the best of the best. Cyril's resume is slightly less impressive, but still very solid. Heavyweight was always going to be a tough one for any fighter to survive unscathed, so it's still an amazing achievement, just not a ton of volume to really put any of these fighters as arguably the best. All right, we did it. What a journey. 112 fighters with iron chins, but not all jaws are created equal. And so who among them deserves the title of the strongest chin? In my opinion, after mulling over the data, it's pretty hard to deny both John Jones and Max Holloway. JBJ's numbers as a 205-er are impossible to ignore. On an overall list of head strikes absorbed that is dominated by fighters in the smaller weight classes, JBJ remains the only true-tested big man in the top 50 even. And I think that's speaks volumes. You could argue that Jones is very good at rolling with shots, not taking the full brunt, but getting punched in the face 360 times is still getting punched in the face 360 times. It's not as if all of those were ones that barely scraped him. He's taken plenty of legit blows. As far as Max is concerned, the only knock on him would be that he fights at 145 pounds, but damn, it's so hard to argue with the sheer volume. He's been clocked 1,110 times and never even knocked down. The next closest overall is Pedro Munoz, who has 301 less, and then it craters down to 554 at number 3 with Calvin Cater. That's essentially half of what Max has endured as the number one guy overall. And despite being in one of the smaller weight classes, nobody on this list has had opponents with more KDs and KOTKOs combined in the UFC other than John Jones. So he's a bit of an anomaly in the data as a smaller guy. I mean, Max is an anomaly in general. So many of his stats don't make any sense. Given the sheer amount of times his chin has been tested, I am absolutely comfortable giving him the top spot. But if you said John Jones, I think you'd have a really strong argument given his size. To me, though, those two are the absolute standouts. The chin champions, if you will. There's nobody else that really has much of an argument when you look at not just the numbers, but their opponents and their body of work overall. Now, I know this method of determining the strongest chin isn't perfect, but as far as I'm aware, nobody has ever run these numbers in the way we just did. I'm not sure anybody is insane enough to. So yes, while there are other things to consider, there's never going to be a scientific consensus on the fighter with the strongest chin in UFC history, but I definitely think this was more than a significant enough look into this idea to be able to say, yeah, pretty definitively, those fighters we talked about today, they have seriously durable chins. Battle tested compared to their peers in their weight class. I mean, we literally rounded up the data from every UFC event ever. If anybody has a better way of determining which chin is the strongest in history, I would love to have a conversation. But there you have it. 112 fighters from 2000 225 all-time that have never been KO'd and never knocked down. Divisional standouts all around, but two all-time greats cut through the rest, proving at the top why they're the best in the sport and the strongest chins in UFC history. Huge shout-out to Max Randall for editing this video together. Follow him on Twitter at Max underscore Randall. Thanks for watching. Please give us a like and subscribe. We've got three new videos or more for you every single week. Let us know what you thought of the video in the comments below. Follow On Point MMA on Twitter and have yourself a wonderful day.